Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. It's Friday, May 26, 2023, and this is Markets Daily from Coindesk. I'm Adam B. Levine here again with your daily news roundup. On today's we're talking Bitcoin, top headlines, and more. Just a reminder, Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice. Bitcoin and Ether are up slightly and markets trading mixed on this Friday morning. But turning to today's big picture, the question is, of course, will the U.S. be able to pay its bills after June 1st? Although it's something of a mystery today, it seemed foremost on the mind of crypto investors who continue to track negotiations about the U.S. debt ceiling. House lawmakers reported progress in the discussions, although whether they and the Biden administration reach an agreement remains uncertain. And it seems, at least for the moment, that they've all gone on vacation, so it's clearly not that big a deal. Ultimately, an agreement will almost certainly be made. Each party may disagree about spending priorities, but the reality is that both agree that they'd like to spend more money, and the worst thing for each would be a disorderly default that imperils the future of the dollar as the de facto global reserve currency. That future is already not super certain, as the U.S., having weaponized the dollar system to punish its political adversaries for years now, long ago started incentivizing the creation of competing systems. But that's a longer-term concern. Whereas the debt ceiling is very immediate, and with the U.S.'s sovereign credit rating already reduced to just AA, having long maintained the coveted AAA status, things could get a lot worse from here, and the politicals know it. So, we'll see. Bitcoin, meanwhile, stuck to a tiny range between $26,400 and $26,500 for most of Thursday, a little above where it was the previous day, but below prices that we saw for much of the last two weeks. Ether, meanwhile, the second largest cryptocurrency by market value, was similarly range-bound. In related news, the number of Ether tokens on exchanges has hit a low not seen since July of 2016, as staking for rewards as part of the consensus soaks up additional tokens. Data from Glassnode shows that as of yesterday, roughly 15% of all Ether was held in wallets owned by centralized exchanges. That's the smallest proportion since Ether was in its infancy during the summer of 2016. In contrast, during the bull market of 2021, the exchange balance was around 25%. Low exchange balances are typically thought to be a bullish sign, as it means the supply of Ether available for purchase is limited. But all in all, trading of major cryptos is getting boring. And you probably know what that means. People are going to look elsewhere for excitement. Calculating the difference between the biggest gainers, up about 22% this morning, and the biggest losers, down about 17%, altcoins as a class are showing about a 39% variance. Although this metric isn't one you'd really want to take very seriously. Quote, For now, we're stuck in a holding pattern of sorts until we see a resolution to this debt ceiling crisis, said the CEO and co-founder of CoinRoutes, an algorithmic trading platform for crypto. 
cryptocurrencies. Token Markets Thursday stasis came even amid the release of unexpectedly positive, at least according to official standards, weekly unemployment figures, as well as a fresh GDP reading. This is the type of data that might typically have sent markets spiraling. The Labor Department announced that 229,000 Americans filed for unemployment benefits last week, well below the anticipated 245,000, and the U.S. economy increased by 1.3% in official terms. That's the third consecutive quarter of growth, although it's not particularly strong. These numbers, particularly on the unemployment side, were influenced by downward revisions in the state of Massachusetts alleged to be related to fraud, and that sort of explains the overperformance, although I'm not going to dig too deeply into it. We've discussed these numbers and, frankly, my doubts about the official statistics in the past based on their methodologies and past ability to actually predict what's going to happen in the future, but we're going to skip all that for today and just keep going. Today's crypto coverage comes courtesy of Coindesk Markets Analysts Lila Ledesma, Amkar Godble, Shuri Amalwa, and James Rubin. Bitcoin is currently trading at $26,477. That's up three-tenths of a percent since our show yesterday, while Ether is trading at $1,818 per token. That's up almost 1% over the same time period, according to the Coindesk Market Index. And speaking of the Coindesk Market Index, we're looking at an absolute reading this morning of 1,174. That compares against yesterday's reading of 1,171 and represents about a quarter of a percentage point gain across top traded tokens on the day. In traditional markets, NVIDIA shocked analysts on Thursday after reporting an extremely rosy financial forecast that sent the chipmaker's stock price soaring and essentially is the only reason why the Nasdaq Composite moved up as it did in contrast to other indexes around the world. Notably, NVIDIA is seen as one of the best avatars for the growing movement of disruptive AI technology, with many of its specialized chips seen as the best tools available, which I would agree with. But if we zoom out the lens just a bit, we see that indexes, both globally and nationally, didn't do too much overnight. In the U.S., the Dow Jones Industrial had a loss of about one-tenth of one percent, while the S&P 500 was up just under a point. The Nasdaq Composite, pushed up by NVIDIA's outperformance, saw just under one and three-quarters percentage point of gain. In Europe, action was muted, with the regional stock 600, London's FTSE 100, and Germany's DAX all treading water between a tenth of a point gain and two-tenths of a point worth of losses. In Asia, the story was the same, although a bit more positive, with China's Hang Seng and the Shanghai Composite flat and up a third of a point, respectively. In Japan, the Nikkei 225 gained about a fourth of a point. In commodities market, Brent crude, that's the international benchmark for oil, slid by 23 cents, currently changing hands at just above $77 per barrel. Gold, meanwhile, gained a quarter of a point, priced at $1,948 per troy ounce. And finally, First Republic continued to slide, breaking below 30 cents with another 6% loss on the day. Remember, this is the troubled bank stock that we're watching to keep tabs on the next leg of the monetary policy-induced banking crisis of 2023 and when it will claim its next victim. Having lost more than 99% of its value from the start of the year, it's worth asking, how much lower can it go? Today's traditional markets coverage draws from MarketWatch. The general manager of Binance Japan described stablecoins as the glue between the real economy and the blockchain in an interview with Coindesk Japan. The official described how volatility of crypto prices may lead to profit opportunities but will not help stimulate broader demand for crypto assets. Quote, we believe that stablecoins will serve as the glue between the real economy, the blockchain economy, and the Binance ecosystem, he said. Continuing, when you do something stably, price fluctuations become noise. End quote. Stablecoins, of course, are pegged to the value of traditional assets, usually fiat currencies such as the U.S. dollar, and so are designed to be free of price swings that often afflict cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin. Rival crypto exchanges Coinbase and Kraken have both recently withdrawn from the Japanese market just over the last six months, citing market conditions as the reason. The Binance official said the crypto winter may be hampering the traditional model of the crypto exchange business, given how lower valuations and trading volume will diminish revenue from fees. 
He said that Binance's vision for economic freedom through crypto and blockchain technology supersedes the exchange's business model and the present market conditions. Quote, the ecosystem has many facets, he said. For example, we will provide various services from a different angle to finance, and we will provide various intellectual property contents in the form of Web3, end quote. Meanwhile, the Central Bank of Brazil has selected 14 institutions to participate in the pilot for the Digital Real, the country's central bank digital currency, or CBDC. Published on Wednesday, the list includes major local private banks as well as the largest public Brazilian bank and the local stock exchange known as B3. Multinational companies such as Visa and Microsoft were also chosen to participate, with Microsoft being something of an interesting choice. The central bank will reportedly begin incorporating participants into the platform in mid-June of 2023, so just next month. In other news, Nike's .swoosh Web3 platform has released its first non-fungible token or NFT sneaker collection, surpassing $1 million in sales despite persistent delays and technical issues that hindered the user experience. The sale of the highly anticipated Nike Virtual Creations began on May 15th, nearly a week after the previously announced start date of May 8th. As of yesterday afternoon, over 66,000 NFTs have been sold, according to Polygon Scan. Each NFT was priced at $19.82, a tribute to the year the Air Force One sneaker was first released, from which we can extrapolate that Nike has raked in about $1.3 million from the sales so far, though it is still ongoing and now ends on June 1st. While initial numbers look promising, the launch was delayed several times due to technical and traffic issues, according to the company, leaving excited buyers frustrated by the cumbersome process. But still, it's somewhat important given that Nike has significant brand equity and is making somewhat innovative moves in the space, even as mainstream interest mostly languishes. Elsewhere, New York crypto miner CoinMint has alleged two semiconductor companies set up a, quote, elaborate deception, unquote, to lure the miners into a $150 million purchase agreement. That's according to a lawsuit seeking over $23 million worth of damages. CoinMint alleged that Bitcoin technology firm Katena Computing and semiconductor design company DX Core set up a scheme to convince it to buy up to $150 million of Bitcoin mining machines that Katena then couldn't and didn't plan to deliver on. According to the lawsuit filed in California's Santa Clara County Superior Court back on January 26th, under this scheme, Katena, quote, improperly influenced, bribed, or incentivized co-conspirators, and quote, including one unnamed person within the mining firm, for a $150 million purchase of Bitcoin mining machines, the company alleges. The lawsuit also alleges fraud, breach of contract, and fiduciary duty, among other charges. Coinment is asking for, quote, actual compensatory and consequential damages, including but not limited to the $23 million, end quote, that it deposited for the sale, as well as punitive and exemplary damages. But it's worth noting that Coinment is no stranger to litigation. Its two co-founders fought over the firm's ownership. Coinment filed a complaint with the New York Public Service Commission against the utility of Plattsburgh, where it operates, to avoid paying a deposit related to its electricity use. It was also involved in a tax fraud case in Puerto Rico, where it is headquartered that was settled under a confidentiality agreement, said a source close to the matter, although the company has denied that that happened at all. So as always, it's important to note that these are just allegations, at least for now. And finally, Platinum Group, that's the leading ticket issuer for Formula One, is releasing non-fungible token or NFT race tickets, starting with the Monaco Grand Prix this weekend. According to a press release, the tickets will be minted on Ethereum sidechain Polygon. And not only will the NFTs provide access to the race, but they'll also continue to provide utility to holders after the event, such as hospitality benefits and future race discounts to encourage collectors to stay loyal to the brand. 
A co-founder behind the tech powering this project told Coindesk that NFTs in the form of tickets offer buyers transparency, traceability, seamless digital ticketing, personalization, and engagement. However, for a sport that's amassed fans from all over the world, easy onboarding is an essential tenant. In the past two years, several crypto companies have flocked to Formula One for sponsorship deals, driven by the global brand's ability to grant exposure to an emerging industry. In June of 2021, digital asset exchange Crypto.com panned a partnership with Formula One to display its branding on the track throughout the rest of the season. In March, digital asset brokerage Kraken signed a sponsorship deal with the Williams Racing Team. And that's our show for today. Thank you very much for listening. If you have any questions or comments, send the show an email at podcast at coindesk.com or you can email me directly at adamlevine at coindesk.com. If you like what we're doing, we always appreciate reviews on Apple Podcasts or your preferred listening platform. Have a great rest of your day and we'll be back tomorrow with another episode of Markets Daily.